Hi everybody, the Complex PTSD guy here. I'll start out by saying I'm not a doctor or psychiatrist, I'm just a guy living with complex PTSD, and I'm sharing my own ideas, experiences, and opinions on this podcast. I wanted to share a couple of points about a show that I told you guys about, and something very specifically, uh, the, the person who the show is about, her name is Gypsy Rose Blanchard, something specifically that she said about her abuser, uh, her mother, and it reminded me of something that I said about my abuser, and I have, I don't name who my abuser is on here, um, and, but something very specific, so I know that I told you guys that I had cut contact, uh, with the person who abused me uh, several years ago. And then I I went back and recontacted them, which was my own choosing. And I always say I don't recommend that to anybody. Um, and I kind of, um, part of why I went back was, and I know that I've mentioned this on this podcast before. Um, I know that my abuser went through certain types of abuse themselves growing up. Um, and that's not making excuses for them, but it's something that I always, I think about a lot. And I'm pretty sure I've mentioned here before that to me, it almost feels a bit like Stockholm syndrome. It almost feels like if you're being held captive, if I'm, I hope I'm explaining Stockholm syndrome pretty good here, but if you're being held captive by somebody and then you start to relate to or make excuses for in your own head, or you start to bond with them and console them, or you, you start to feel for them. Like you start to feel bad for someone who's treating you horrible. Um, And there's a very fine line there. Um, You know, it shouldn't be a blurred line. But unfortunately, when you're growing up in abuse, it totally creates blurred lines. And something that Gypsy said specifically about her mom that I I heard about on a preview. Again, the the show, there's a documentary that comes out tomorrow and it's on Lifetime. And the reason I mention on here is because, like I said recently, in my opinion, Gypsy is a perfect example of somebody who would have complex PTSD because she totally went through very well-documented long-term trauma. She went through long-term trauma, but it it was very well-documented. And I think a lot of times long-term trauma is not well-documented. Um, that's why so many people go through it for so long because there's no documentation. In her case, there is. Because she suffered under Munchausen by proxy from her mother. And so the mom was always doing all this kind of med- all this medical stuff. Always saying that her daughter was sick with these very big things that she wasn't sick with. Um, so there's a medical trail. Um, for a lot of people with complex PTSD, that's not necessarily the case. And it's well-hidden abuse. In this case, it was like abuse out in the open, but it was still being hidden, which is very, that's major trickery by her mother, by the way. Um, But her mom had Munchausen by proxy. Um, But it was something that I had heard Gypsy say on a preview 
And again, this is on tomorrow night on Lifetime at like 7 or 8 p.m., um, the documentary about her. But she said, um, so she basically announced that, um, and these, this is something she said, um, but she announced that her grandfather had um, inappropriately um, done things to her when she was a kid, abused her in an inappropriate adult to child way in a sexual way. Um, and she said that she opened up to her mom about that. And I'm not saying if, you know, I have no idea if any, any of that's true. This is something that she's saying. Um, you know, I don't know. I'm not trying to accuse anybody of anything, but she said that she opened up to her mom about this and from what I've heard, she's saying that her mom said that this happened to her too by the same person, by the grandfather. So it'd be, I, I think that that would be the mom's father. Um, and the thing that I want to point out here is it made Gypsy wonder what other kinds of forms of abuse did her mother suffer that Gypsy doesn't know about? So coming from this grandfather and my first thought was she's, she's feeling for her abuser. So like when I say abuser, I mean her mother. So she's, she's feeling for the abuser. She's like, it's the same thing that I did. Like I, this is why I kind of say it reminds me of Stockholm syndrome. Um, you know, she, she's saying something very specific here. And by the way, I'm, I'm actually almost very surprised. I don't know anything about what their home life was like. You know, I've never met this person. I'm talking about someone who's going to be on a document, a documentary on a TV show, but it's something that really happened. You know, this is stuff that really happened, um, regarding the Munchausen by proxy. Um, but to me, it's very interesting that the person who's abusing you, meaning her mother, was abusing her. And I think she told her, her mother about what the grandfather did when she was maybe 19. She came out and told her about it. But it's interesting that she is telling her mother how a relative abused her in this way when the mother herself is abusing her. That's interesting to me. Um, and then the mother, had, and then Gypsy is saying that the mother told her that he did that to her too. Um, I, I just find that really interesting that, I mean, if, if, if your parent, and I'm not saying she's making any of this up, I just find it very fascinating that if your parent who is getting you to pretend that you're sick, and like you're literally in a wheelchair and you're, you're, you're kind of going along with this. I'm very curious what the home life was like, because I can't imagine that this was a 24 hour thing behind closed doors. Um, I'm very curious what was going on behind closed doors when people couldn't see them. I mean, I'm a, I'm a little bit confused. Um, so if she's having this open conversation about abuse, and this is a really heavy type of abuse here in both scenarios, um, 
and she's talking about it to her abuser, her mother. That's fascinating, because it's like you're you're acknowledging abuse with someone who's abusing you. That's very um. That's very interesting. And by the way, another thing that's interesting, and I don't know that I would have looked at it this way if I hadn't studied profiling. Um, and what I mean by studying, self-educating um, over the past year because I got interested in the Idaho case. Um, and I watched a profiler do videos about profiling and be logical about it. Um, one thing that I noticed that I would not have noticed if I hadn't self-educated myself about profiling is um, when Gypsy made this the statement about what her grandfather did to her. Um, and again, I'm not, I'm not accusing anybody. I, I'm saying what she's saying. Um, when she made this statement that he had done this to her, his response was that as a, a little kid, like a four-year-old, she was the one putting his, her hands on him. And he would say, no, no, don't do that. And so what does that tell you? That tells you that it was happening in some way, shape, or form. Something along those lines was happening. Because he didn't say, well, that never happened. His response was, there was touching and he was saying no to it. Her, her statement is, he inappropriately was doing this stuff to me. And so, it's interesting that there was no... Um, flat out denial of touching going on. He He's saying that he said, no, no, don't do that um, when she was a kid. And I thought, you know, what does that tell you? If you look at it from kind of a, you know, a profiling standpoint, I feel like that's what the profiler would say to the audience is, okay, audience, what does this tell you? It tells you something happened, something of some nature, you know, occurred. Uh, it's almost like, and I'm not trying to compare what she's saying happened to what I'm saying here, but I am comparing it. Um, it would almost be like if, if I was to say, um, I'll just say a guy, a guy that I know, uh, broke my bedroom window. And then you were to go ask this guy, did you just, did you break his bedroom window? And the guy said, no, he did that. And I, I told him, why are you breaking your bedroom window? So what does that tell you? That means somebody broke that bedroom window and it was probably one of those two people, but somebody broke that bedroom window. The window didn't just get hit by a golf ball. Um, so one person is saying that they did it. The other person is saying he said, why are you breaking your own bedroom window? You know, it's kind of like the bedroom window is broken. That's that's the fact here, right? Like something happened and something's broken now. So I, ju I just thought that that was a really interesting, um, an interesting thing, two interesting things. Um, you know, again, that she would have that conversation with someone who's abusing her is very interesting because it's almost like you're acknowledging abuse 
with someone who's abusing you. It's like if someone's abusing you. Um, another thing that was also said that I find very fascinating again, um, and I'm not saying any of this is made up. I'm just saying I find it really interesting. She said, and this is something I don't know. Um, this isn't something I would say, by the way, because um, I know that this is this would not work in my case. Um, she said that she decided to make this statement about her grandpa. And I'm trying to find the quote here, but this may not be an exact quote, but it's pretty close. She said that putting the statement out there and making it known that it happened, meaning the grandpa abusing her, making it known that it happened might prevent him from doing the same thing to, I think she said, other relatives or other people or other other kids or something. And I thought, no, that's that's not going to prevent him from doing anything if he's actually doing that. That doesn't that doesn't do anything to him. Um, making it known that it happened might prevent him from doing the same thing, basically to other people. And I was thinking, I don't know where that thought came from because the person who and I never had this type of abuse occur to me that I ever remember happening um, that she's talking about here with her grandpa um, but the t- a type of abuse that did occur to me um, I would never expect that narcissist to ever change their behavior they are always going to be that way so hearing this statement from her is very interesting she thinks that if she speaks up it'll prevent him from from doing that again if she says something uh uh-uh. um yeah i don't know where that comes from I, I don't know where that comes from but so like just because i'm on here telling you guys and even if i were to tell loved ones of the abuse that happened to me, which I have, I've told friends. Um, but if I were to tell, I don't know, the neighbors of the person who abused me, would I think that my abuser might change their ways? No, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think they care. They're going to do what they're going to do. That's almost like saying, um, Jeffrey Dahmer tried to kill me, and I thought if I come out and tell the world of something that I can't prove that he did, he might stop wanting to be a serial killer. I, I don't think so. I, I think Jeffrey Dahmer is probably just going to keep on doing it. He's got a compulsion and there's something wrong with him and me talking about this is not going to change another human being's compulsions that's that's not how that works so I, I just found that interesting again everyone comes from a different place everybody has different experiences i've never met this person i've never met her grandfather and i never knew her mother so you know I, i'm i'm very curious so that's why I'm talking about this so much. I'm very curious how 
I'm very curious to watch this documentary because again, most times when you hear about long-term trauma, I feel like it's either a Hollywood kid, so a Hollywood star who now is an adult, like there's plenty of them out there. I'm not going to name them because there's a lot of them. Um, but someone who you, a lot of times Hollywood, you know, kids in Hollywood, they grow up, they go through different types of abuse with their parents or their managers or whoever. And then they talk about it or, you know, it's just interesting to get this from somebody from a, such a very specific type of long-term trauma that's documented. It's a documented type of long-term trauma. Like she's not making up the Munchausen by proxy. It's very well documented. Um, it's, it's a fact that she was abused in that way. So that's one big reason I want to watch it. Um, I'm super curious what was going on behind closed doors. And I hope she talks about that. And I'm very fascinated by some of these things that she said, because yeah, I would never think that me talking about somebody who abused me would ever change their behavior. I, I would never think that, um, but that's just me. So what do I know? Um, and I also find it really fascinating that she, that abuse was acknowledged with her abuser. That's, that they talked about something so deep like that because I think that that would be a bonding moment but if you're I mean to have a bonding moment and then you know if you're sharing it with somebody and saying this person hurt me in this specific way and finding out they were hurt too meaning her mother was hurt by the same person I think that that would be a bonding moment but then the the mom just go on and keep abusing her after the bonding moment, it's just, I find that very, I mean, to me, Munchausen by proxy is a sickness. So when someone's sick, again, they're not, you know, what's the saying? A leopard doesn't change their spots or a zebra doesn't change its stripes or whatever it is. But I, I just don't, I'd be very curious to see how that conversation went. Um, because to me, anybody that would treat somebody like this would be a full-blown narcissist, meaning her mom. And again, that's just my my guess. Um, anybody that would do that to their kid and do that, there would have to be some extreme narcissism, I would imagine, going on. And so I'm really curious how the mom actually responded if she opened up to her mom about this. Because I, I will say one thing. Um, when I wrote my play several years ago, it, it was real life. It was, a, it was a play about how it was about the event. It was about how my complex PTSD diagnosis came to be and all this stuff. And in the play was the narcissist, was the abuser. And it was one of the best characters in the whole play because it was almost like a, a comic relief type thing whenever they were on there because they were such a gripey, whiny, mopey, woe is me grump. And a lot of people think that's funny. And it was meant to be funny. It, you know, their character's gripiness until you realize how scary they are. Um, it was meant to be funny until it wasn't funny anymore. Um, but 
One of the particular scenes in the play that still bugs me to this day, and I wish I had spoken up about it, um, because the director, I would just say misinterpreted, um, or maybe added in a piece um, of how they thought a narcissist should be portrayed. And as soon as I saw it, I thought, no, no, no. That's not what a narcissist would do. Um, because they had a scene where Alex, who was me, my that was me in the play. My name was Alex in it, um, my character's name. And Alex uh, sees his abuser. And uh, they Alex goes to hug him. So it was a guy. Um, Alex goes to hug him. And in the play, it, the way that the director directed it and the thing that he added in is the abuser doesn't acknowledge the hug and just kind of walks off. And I thought, no, that's not what a narcissist does. A narcissist likes the attention. So it's, you know, Alex would walk in and the narcissist would give him a pat on the back and hug him and say, how you doing? Um, you know, because the narcissist wants you in their, in their world, they want to charm you and love you or love bomb you and then treat you like dirt. Um, you know, so it's, that's not how it would go if you're, you know, going to see them. They're not going to ignore you because if they ignore you, um, they're not going to get attention for one, but they're, they're not going to play you like they want to play you. So, you know, to me, it, it always just stood out to me to where I was like, this is a key scene and, you know, it didn't even wasn't even meant to be keen when I wrote it. It was just something that they do. Oh, they, he walks in and he hugs him. Um, and then they changed it to where they ignore the hug. And I was like, what? No. Um, you know, and that's what creates blurred lines is they, you know, everything seems fine. And then they could do something psycho. Um, so, Anyway, I just wanted to share a few of these things. Um, these are just a few statements I've seen recently um, regarding that documentary that comes on tomorrow, and I'll definitely be watching it. I think it might be a two-part or a three-part thing, so the first part is on tomorrow night at like 8, 7, 7 Central on Lifetime. But I think it's called The Prison Confessions of Gypsy Rose Blanchard, something like that. You guys will find it. But again, it's well documented and it definitely relates to complex PTSD. And it's it's um, the same type of PT complex PTSD that I talk about on this podcast all the time. I'm not talking about Munchausen by proxy, which is what her specific thing is. I'm talking about it's complex PTSD from how you're raised so from childhood into young adulthood and going into adulthood, it's 
a long-term trauma in that sense. So this isn't human trafficking. This isn't slavery. This isn't prisoner of war, being in an actual war, like in combat. Those are different ways that you can get complex PTSD because they're all long-term trauma. This is long-term trauma in the, in the, in your caregiver, your home life. And that's what I always talk about on this podcast. So that's a key thing that is why I'm mentioning it on here. So this is the complex PTSD guy signing off.